Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 4. This message is chapter 4, verse 14 through 30, Heal Thyself. It says in verse 16, it says, So he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And, and so Jesus, it talks about him preaching in the synagogues in the other parts of Galilee. Now he's in his hometown. This is where he'd been brought up. You know, it's always kind of an interesting thing to preach where you've been brought up. I remember my very first time when I was asked to speak on a Wednesday night at Calvary Chapel Pocatello, and I remember sitting in the front seat, and and I'd been pastoring here for a few years, and I was really nervous. I remember sitting there praying for the rapture to happen before (laughs) I had to go up onto that podium. And so I preached my sermon, and it was pretty well received. My mom came up to me, and she, she knew, and you have to understand, my mom grew up with me. She knew how dyslexic I was as a kid and how I struggled in school and all those things. And she came up to me and she said, oh, Michael, it was so wonderful to see you up there reading. <laughs> okay, that was weird. All right, I'll take it. You know, but it's such a weird thing. You know, I mean, you go to your own place, you know, nobody's paying attention to the sermon. They're just like, wow, look, he can read. <laughs> you know? Okay. But Jesus goes to his, this synagogue. Now, what is a synagogue? I think we have maybe a question mark in our mind about that. What is a synagogue? Is that just like a church? Kind of. What, what happened was after the exile in Babylon and the temple was destroyed, they started to build little meeting houses. And this kind of became the basis for Jewish worship. And every Sabbath day, they would go to the synagogue. Now, what's the difference between a, a church and a synagogue? Not a whole lot, and yet a lot. You have to understand that the church and, and the gathering place of the church, and, and church, ecclesia, means the called out ones, can also mean the place where the, the ecclesia gathers, you know, and, and like a building could be called a church, but also the synagogue. The synagogue also just meant gathering place or the assembly, and, and they would assemble there for worship and for, for other public meetings and things like that. But what the synagogue became, or what the church became, was a replica of what the synagogue was. Because basically, at the synagogue, they would read the scriptures, they would pray, and they would sing hymns. And when you break it down to the very essential, even though it looked very different than what we do, oh, and they, oh, and they would also do a sermon. And, and so we, we break it down to the very essential of, of what they were, it's the same thing that pretty much every church and every synagogue still does to this day, even though we do it in a different way and maybe have different appointees to different positions and things like that. But if there was 10 men within a city, because it took 10 men to do all the positions of a synagogue, if there was 10 men in a city, then they could establish a synagogue. And, and they would go there every Sabbath morning, which was Saturday, and that's when the Jews would have their church service and they would, they would have church there. And I want you to notice it was Jesus' custom 
to attend his church every week. And, and, and I know it sounds weird. Okay, pastors tell us to come to church every week, and of course, you know, there's, here it comes, you know. But honestly, it's not even about that. It's not even about, you know, yeah, of course I want to see you every week. Of course I want to see people getting plugged in, being part of the church body. But honestly, Jesus understood the importance of weekly fellowship. Well, you know, the church is kind of a mess, you know, and I don't know. Sometimes the people in the church, and it made me angry sometimes. Hey, look at this church that Jesus went to. These guys are messed up. But he went every every week. Because it's important for us to have the fellowship with other believers. It's important for us to hear the word of God. It's important for us to be a part of that community. And so Jesus, and no doubt his parents, would have thought that important. And so Jesus comes every Sunday. And you have to understand that in this synagogue service on this day, Mary and all of Jesus' brothers and his sisters are in attendance on that day as well, as we'll see in a little bit. So Jesus growing in fame, it was common, just as it is in any church or any synagogue today, that if somebody's coming through who's a a famous person or a a well-known teacher or something like that, that he would be given some time to share on the Sunday morning or on the Sabbath morning. So as they would read the Torah, they had the specific readings that they did throughout the year. They'd read the law, usually seven readings from the law, and then one from the prophets. And usually they were going in order. They, they went expositionally through the scriptures. And they didn't do sermons and all that, but oftentimes on one of those readings, they would do the sermon. And this, this particular morning, Jesus stood up to read. And that's what he would do. He was, he was appointed to do that at the beginning by the chief of the synagogue, say, hey, you're going to do this today. So he'd stand up to read. They handed him, it says, in verse 17, they handed him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he, when he opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And of course, this very likely was where they were at that, sun, that Sabbath morning. This is where they had been reading. Either that or he went rogue and he went ahead and found his own place. But likely it was just where they were. And he reads this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim the liberty to the captives and to recover the sight of the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. So Jesus gets up, he reads this. Of course, this is written in the first person. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, all these things. And he reads it and then he sits down. And everybody's looking at him. Now, in our context, when we think about this, we think, oh, he sat down, so he's done, right? Not so. One of the differences of the synagogue is that everybody mostly stood all the time. There were benches along the outside of the synagogue usually, and so people could sit if, you know, and usually elderly or people like, or maybe people with kids would sit on the outside edges, but most of the people stood in the middle. And the person who sat down after the reading. Everybody stood for the reading of the scripture. But when the person sat down, they were sitting down to teach. And that's what they would do. So it was different. You guys would stand all the time. I would sit down to teach. And, you know, we just make you stand up during worship and reading of the word. So things have changed. But that's what this is all about. Everybody's looking at Jesus because he's going to teach now. And it says, verse 21, he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Now, from the context of what we read, and as Luke was compiling this, probably whoever he heard this from, maybe Mary, 
told him this is the point of the sermon, probably, because this is probably not all that Jesus said. He probably said a lot more than just this. If this is all he said, that's the shortest sermon of all time. And talk about clarity, right? It's like, here's the scripture. Hey, it's fulfilled today. What's interesting about him saying this is fulfilled today is as he's reading it, he's reading it in the first person. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the gospel to the poor and all those things. And he's anointed me. And Jesus says today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. And they understood this to be a messianic psalm. And they also understood that this was Jesus claiming to be the fulfillment, claiming to be the Messiah as he said these things. Jesus preached this sermon starting with the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And and that's how he went out from in his ministry with the Spirit of the Lord upon him. He was preaching in the Spirit of the Lord. He was working in the Spirit of the Lord. Now he's reading that the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And what is the Spirit of the Lord, the filling of the Holy Spirit, doing within Jesus? And he, he gives this description as he preaches this sermon, as he reads this section. The first thing is to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, what does that mean? You know, we can think about, you know, and I, and certainly it's true that Jesus went to the, the marginalized. He went to those who were, were in the, in the poor communities. Jesus didn't set up his shop in, in the most opulent neighborhood in Jerusalem and, and preach to those people so that he could have a good paycheck in a nice place. No, he went out into the villages and into the, into the Samaritan villages even. He preached the gospel to some very, very poor people. But is that what this means? Well, certainly it can mean that, but I think it means much more than that. I think what he's talking about is he's going to preach the gospel to those who are spiritually bankrupt. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5? He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And so he goes to preach to those who, who realize I'm in spiritual poverty, not just physically poor, not just financially ruined, but I'm bankrupt in spirit. And I need something. I, I know I'm empty. And I need to be filled. And that's what Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall be filled. To heal the brokenhearted. Now we think about this on, on just a physical level. And you know, people who are brokenhearted, their hearts are breaking because of loss or pain or, or difficulty in their life. And he's going to come and speak a good word to those people, isn't he? And sometimes that's what we need is just a comforting word, someone to come alongside and say, hey, it's going to be okay, Jesus is in control, or I love you and I'm with you. But, but then there's also those situations where a woman is, is suffering from a flow of blood for 12 years and, and she's spent all of her money on doctors. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.